Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians. Today is episode 463. Looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 15 to 17. Let's read our passage. Because of this confidence, I plan to come to you first so that you could have a second benefit and to visit you on my way to Macedonia and then come to you again for Macedonia and be helped by you on my journey to Judea. Now, when I planned this, was I of two minds? Or what I plan, do I plan in a purely human way? So that I say yes, yes, and no, no at the same time. This is Paul's letter to the Corinthian church that we call 2 Corinthians. There's been a few letters already, and we need to review the the history. We keep doing this because... I need to keep this in mind because it's important to this letter. Paul visited Corinth initially. We read about it in Acts chapter 18 on his second missionary journey. And he was there for 18 months. And during that time, he uh, established the, the church of Corinth. He left, went on, completed his second missionary journey. And at some point, he sent them a letter. And he refers to this in 1 Corinthians. So, there was this letter. We don't really know much about it other than he sent them a letter. And that may have prompted them to send him a letter. We know there was a few things that prompted 1 Corinthians. One was their letter. He was responding to it. Secondly, he had heard through the house of Chloe of some things that were disturbing about Corinth. And he had these three guys with him there in Ephesus who were from Corinth. Now, they may have delivered the letter from the Corinthian church, so they may have just been there. But regardless, he had a few inputs about the situation at Corinth in addition to their letter, and all that prompted him writing 1 Corinthians. Now, in 1 Corinthians, he mentions sending Timothy. And it's hard to say. Some people think he'd already sent Timothy, but expected his letter to get there before Timothy. Others say that Timothy was the courier for 1 Corinthians. It's it, hard to say. It doesn't necessarily matter, but Timothy was at Corinth when they got the letter 1 Corinthians. And then Timothy came back to Ephesus and reported to Paul what was going on. And based on Timothy's report, Paul said, I need to get over there. Now, he had said in 1 Corinthians what his travel plans were. But instead, he made a quick trip directly to Corinth, spent a little bit of time there. We don't know how long. It was a short visit, and it was a bad visit because there was opposition. So we, we don't know exactly what it was, but it, the sense is that some people really rose up in some really nasty opposition to him. And the rest of the church basically stood by and either tacitly agreed with them or refused to get involved. So Paul promptly left Corinth and went back to Ephesus. Following that, he sent them what he refers to as his sorrowful letter or tearful letter. He mentions in uh, chapter 2 of 2 Corinthians, and he sent that with Titus. Now, we don't know if it's a, just a difference in the wording of the letters, if it's a difference in the personalities of Titus and Timothy, or if uh, they had had time to think about what had gone on. Things went differently with this sorrowful letter and Titus on hand. So Paul left Ephesus and went to Macedonia. Titus came to Macedonia from Corinth and met him there. And based on Titus's report, 
that the majority of the Corinthian church was on board and in support of Paul. But there is a minority, a sizable minority, enough of a, a group of people to still worry about. And that's what's prompting 2 Corinthians is the report that Titus gave. And so Paul's trying to win over this remaining group that are in opposition to him. So 2 Corinthians is dealing with the, those who are still in opposition, and it's designed to regain their trust in him. That's what he's really after, is regaining their trust in him. So he begins in verse 15 here, this part. He says, because of this confidence, well, this is based on what he's just been talking about back in verses 12 through 14, where he talked about boasting, that his boast is based on his ministry, what the Lord has done through him, and that he hopes that they will be part of his boasting and that he can be part of their boasting. It's basically justified pride in what God has done through them. So that's the confidence, the confidence that the purity of his intentions and the clarity of his language. And he's been guided by godly wisdom and grace, not human wisdom. So that's the confidence he's talking about. So because of that confidence, I plan to come to you first so that you could have a second visit and to visit you on my way to Macedonia and then come to you again from Macedonia and be helped by you on my journey to Judea. That was his plan. And that's part of the problem is it didn't play out that way. Things changed and that there's accusations because of that. So let's go through it. He says, I plan to come to you first so that you could have a second benefit. What's he talking about here? Well, literally the word used in the Greek here is grace. So you could have a second grace. But what does it mean? You know, grace is used in a, in a variety of ways and could be used. It can be interpreted in very different ways here. Who's benefiting who here? And there's about three different popular interpretations. One is that they would have a benefit of him being there. That he could give them basically his apostolic blessing. Others say that the, the second benefit is basically a shared joy that the two of them could share together. And probably one most people fall down on is that uh, he's really talking about the grace that would be imparted by the Corinthians on Paul. Because he's talking about his travel plans here and their support for him in his travel plans. And often he uses grace to talk about a gift, sometimes even in the way of a collection for the, the gift for the poor in Jerusalem, he refers to as the grace. So he could be talking about their support for him in his travels. That as he leaves them to go on the Macedonia again, they would support him. It's hard to say exactly. I, I, I tend to go along with that one. He's really talking about they're supporting him when he leaves them to go to Macedonia. So he said that this was my plan. I want to come to you first, visit you on my way to Macedonia, come to you again from Macedonia. And then he talked about this gift to take to Jerusalem. and They could send some people along with him to travel to Judea. Now, verse 17, he says, Now, when I planned this, was I of two minds? That's part of the problem is they're accusing him of being fickle. You can't trust what that guy says because he says one thing, then he does another thing. He says one thing, he makes promises, but then he does something different based on which way the wind is blowing. 
you can't trust that guy, Paul. That's one of the, the thoughts here, and that it may be both of these. The other being, he did not value them. That he's just based on who who's the most value to Paul at the time is, is what he does. He really doesn't value them as a church, them as people. Otherwise, he would have come to them directly. He wouldn't have just sent a letter via Titus. He would have come here face-to-face and dealt with us. So I, I think the, the language really is speaking to the, the fickleness here, two minds. Then the, the next phrase is, well, it's hard to understand. He says, or what I plan, do I plan in a purely human way so that I say yes, yes, and no, no at the same time? There's a lot of debate over this. Some are saying he's saying yes and no at the same time. Well, that's not what he says. And some translations even add uh, in the same breath. But yes, yes, no, no. What's he mean here? It, it may mean that this is a, a kind of oath. You don't just say yes. You say yes, yes. You don't just say no. You say no, no. And that proves you're being honest. It's a, a kind of oath-taking. And that would be a human way of speaking. A human way of planning is to promise something with a special oath. That proves that you're really sincere. He didn't operate that way. He, based on what Jesus said, let your yes be yes, your no be no. Don't be making oaths based on the temple or the gold in the temple. And that's what Jesus was dealing with in Jerusalem. So yes, yes, no, no is, is likely a common way in that area of making oaths, of swearing that something is true. I don't work that way. I tell you what's true, and that's just it. I don't do things based on human ways that is selfish. I try to follow God in everything that I do. So that's all for this little section here. He's really getting into the issue of their opposition to him and his changing travel plans. Well, we're all grown up with a, hey, plans change, particularly over the space of years and months as conditions change. But they're offended. And when you're offended, you you take offense deep. And this all isn't in a vacuum. You know, Paul came and there was a blow up. And when Paul left, it wasn't on good terms that there was a real problem between Paul and a lot of people in the Corinthian church. So they're offended with him. So when he sends them a letter thinking he's going to come back, they take further offense because when you're already offended, you interpret everything after that in light of that offense. So Paul's trying to fix things. Titus has told him, okay, they're, they're not all mad at you. In fact, most of them are not but there's enough of them that are that you need to deal with it. And so he's trying to set up for a future visit with this letter, 2 Corinthians, to try and heal some of this division between him and the opposition. Why does he care so much about Corinth? I mean, really, look at what he's done as far as dealing with the, the Corinthians. He's sent them several letters. He's made a couple of trips already, a couple of visits there, and he's planning another visit. We know he will go there on his third missionary journey. That's where he'll write the the letter to the Roman church from. Why is he so concerned with Corinth? Part of this is Paul's philosophy of evangelism. I mean, it's not that Paul's operating in a vacuum here. Paul has a purpose to what he's doing. Paul goes to 
population centers. He doesn't just walk down the road and deal with who he deals with. He specifically goes to cities, and he tries to go to important cities. Why? Because he's so important? No, but because his intention is to spread the gospel. And how does the gospel get spread? It's spread by people. Paul can only interact with so many people. But if Paul can interact with a lot of people in a major population center, as a major crossroads, and establish a, a healthy church there, the gospel then spreads. And Corinth is such a place. The city of Corinth was kind of in uh, competition with Athens for being the primary city in southern Greece. But in 146 BC, the Roman army destroyed Corinth, destroyed it completely, and basically killed off the entire male population and took everybody else's slaves, and it was pretty much decimated. But about 100 years later, Julius Caesar decided to reestablish Corinth. And so he repopulated the city as a Roman colony. So not the, the Greek city of old, but a more modern Roman city. But he populated it with a lot of freed slaves and people from other areas. And so it was a fairly uh, cosmopolitan city, but it, all, it grew quickly and was very prosperous because its location is on this narrow piece of land in Isthmus connecting the main segment of Greece with the Peloponnesian Peninsula. It's barely three miles wide at its narrowest point, so ships could come to the port on the Aegean side, unload, take it across land, load on another ship, which would then lead to the Ionian Sea. And so it became a, a major dual-ported city, a big crossroads of area, and because there was still a lot of Greek culture in the area. There was an area that a lot of Greeks would travel to for special things, uh, these Ionian games and such. So it was uh, an important city, uh, a major international crossroads. And part of Paul's strategy at the spread of the gospel is to have a church in Corinth, just like he wanted a church in Rome for the same reason. Rome being the major city, the capital of the empire, you needed a population of Christians there to spread the gospel. So he's not giving up on Corinth. One, he honestly loves them as people, but also as part of his strategy for the spread of the gospel. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 2 Corinthians.